This episode of your day, week, month, year reviews is made possible by Superior Cloth Pants. Got pants? No? What, you aren't one of those weirdos who listens to podcasts without wearing pants, are you? Beat the rush. Get them today. Superior Cloth Pants. The only pants made from the same material as Nicolas Cage's flowing man-made. And now, on to the show. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of your Day, Week, Month, Year Reviews. I'm your host, Arjuna Gonzalez, and this is my day episode for Edge of Eternity. Yeah, ever since teasing it in, like, what was it, February when I came out with the month episode of GTA San Andreas, uh, I finally got around to it. Yay! After taking a detour through Tacoma. <laughs> Edge of Eternity is an early access JRPG, and because it's early access, just so you know what version of the game I'm playing, the most recent patch is the minor patch with some bug fixes released June 28th, 2019. Oh yeah, and I'm playing this on Windows 10 with a PlayStation 4 controller because, old times' sake, I played a lot of JRPGs on the PlayStation 1. Okay, I got my notes, let's do this. Uh, so I am recording on July 15th, 2019. Just as a heads up to listeners in the future, I'm probably not gonna release the week episode exactly a week from today because I have stuff I need to do on Monday and Tuesday, so it'll probably come out Wednesday, maybe Thursday, but I'll certainly get in some time on the game before then. Uh, the current overall opinion on the game, it's rated at very positive on Steam. Um, I saw a couple of reviews on Steam saying that even though this is an early access game, it disappointed them. I disagree with them. I do like this game and I'm cautiously optimistic about what's going to happen with it. But yeah, it seems like it's had a good reception and deservedly so. I first heard about the game around Christmas time last year, I think. I don't know if I've given the impression that I'm mainly a first-person shooter guy with all of the Doom mod stuff I've been doing, but before I took a long break where I didn't play video games for a while, which was like 2004 to 2016, I mainly played 2D, 3D platformers and RPGs. So I was just feeling a little Doom and quaked out for a while, and I wanted to find like a modern RPG that preferably had modding in it, and this game came up in the Steam results. It's developed by Midgar Studios, which is a nine-person indie dev studio. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that they only have nine people working on this, uh, as you'll hear later. Um, and it's published by Dear Villagers. There are two things that stand out to me when I think about what I like about this game. First, it's amazing what a small team like this has been able to do graphically in creating these massive rolling landscapes with these, you know, really cool-looking stylized environments with everything from all these emissive textures everywhere to weird alien but still sort of recognizable plants, and there's a marsh with giant mushrooms a ways into the game, and for real, this game is about as pretty as the first Thor movie. If your computer can handle this game on the highest graphical settings, and according to Steam, the recommended specs say you should have a GTX 980, definitely do it. It's worth it. The turn-based battle system, which is reminiscent in some ways of the old Final Fantasy battle system, does have some cool twists on it that could grow on me. I especially like the fact that, you know how in the old Final Fantasy games, 
Uh, when you get into your turn-based battle, there's this background that looks kind of like the biome that your characters are in when the battle starts. You know, if you're in a desert area, it'll have a desert background. If you're in a forest area, it'll have a forest background. Well, the 3D environment that your characters are transported to when they start their battle is about where they are in the world map and there are these crystals sticking like seven eight feet out of the ground that if your characters move into a square or a hex that also contains those stones they or the enemy npcs will get status effects from them and i think that's an interesting twist uh i it seems like there's or at least i hope there's more to the system than just what I've run into in the first seven hours of gameplay, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, there's a couple of, for lack of a better term, switch puzzles, where there's like this abandoned temple-like area, and your two characters, Selene and Darian, their brother and sister protagonists, have to walk onto these switches in order to like move uh, color-coded doors so they can get to like a treasure or some generator or bridge that they need to cross in order to advance the plot. Hey Evan and Tyler, that means these puzzles often have a big door. The puzzles are like either dead simple or not all that interesting so far, but they're, they're, they're okay. They're okay, and I hope they get better. What do I not like about the game? You know, the graphics are amazing, the gameplay is reasonably good. The story and character development, I would call meh. There's nothing about this game that's like downright out and out bad, but I will say that the story is... It's just that the RPG genre has seen so many games with a protagonist with a giant sword on their back, and there are machines, and there's magic, and it's vaguely medieval, that if I pick up a game that looks kind of like that, my expectations are going to be low right out of the gate. And they're doing what a good game story should do, which is not overwhelming me with proper nouns, and slowly letting me discover this world that they've created, and it might start to exceed those low expectations, but it hasn't really done that yet. And I do let the game off the hook to a large extent just because it's an early access. And I could totally see some of the developers going back and rewriting some of these encounters to make them more interesting or to maybe even tie in aspects of the story that just plain haven't been written yet. It kind of reminds me of this Hard Times article I bumped into on Twitter once, uh, the headline of which is, Hour 117 of RPG, reportedly where things really get going. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what this game is reminding me of. I don't have a past history with this game or the studio making it, other than the fact that the game has been sitting in my Steam library since Christmas Eve, but yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm excited to be playing this game in the next week, month, and or year. Um, it's kind of like watching a show on Netflix and you're halfway through season one and you're not so bored that you want to give it up, but you're not exactly glued to your seat. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that it's going to be good and worth my time. Uh, I would say it's, it's worth my time so far, especially with the understanding that it's an early access. Just to give you an example of things that I hope I'll see either later in the game or as the developers build the game out more, uh, there's a sub-menu in the main menu of the game for crafting. And one of my favorite parts of Star Ocean 2, one of my favorite RPGs of all time, was the item crafting. 
Uh, you can make swords and weapons and armor from little iron ore gobs that you would pick up as the game progressed. And in Edge of Eternity, there's all these, like, crystal shards, and I think it's celestium, some magic ore or something, and iron ore, and fancy-looking plants that you pick up outside of the towns, and I haven't been able to find a use for them other than selling them for, like, a couple of gold coins at the stores in the town or, like, the caravans that show up in these dynamically generated events that happen. And I hope they'll introduce me to the crafting system in Chapter 2, but I haven't seen it yet. I would recommend this game to a friend like Bill from RPG Golden Years. And I actually have recommended this game to Tyler, because whereas in Final Fantasy they have chocobos, in this game they have nekaroos, which are giant riding cats. I would, I would recommend this game to an RPG-loving friend, because it hits all of the classic notes of a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Warrior or Star Ocean. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to a generally video games loving friend yet. I gotta see where this story is going before I do that. I have a question for you listeners. There are six mods for this game on the Steam Workshop right now. One of them is a tool for making mods. I think it's called the Official Asset Data Bank. I haven't gone into the guts of how you mod Edge of Eternity yet. Uh, but it's built on top of a Unity engine, so it might be easier than I think. The other five mods don't really seem like much to write home about. No, no offense to the authors of those mods, it's just they didn't catch my interest. Sorry. But if any of you listeners have played Edge of Eternity and you think one of these mods are really cool and you think I should check them out, do let me know. I'm not going to make a mod for this game in the near future, at least, because uh, for one thing, I just have way too many projects up in the air right now. But let me know if there's anything I should try this with. Um, Let's see. I think that's all I have to cover. Um, I would say, oh yeah, the guy making the music, the dev making the music for this game is Yatsunori Mitsuda who happens to be the composer on Chrono Trigger and Xenoblade Chronicles. Which makes perfect sense, because once I started listening to the opening theme on the main screen when you boot up the game, it sounds like something from any late 90s, early 2000s RPG game. The soundtrack is... the soundtrack is beautiful in places, I gotta say. Um, so yeah, go buy Edge of Eternity on Steam support early access indie games and i will see you in the next episode for the week review of edge of eternity bye enjoy me some podcasts wow this podcast sure is enjoyable but sometimes life has a little bit more pegged on for you than what you thought i'm gonna catch a fart on this pod because i got one coming uh sorry oh. other fart thoughts cast 
part of the We Can Make This Work Probably podcast network. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.